Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we have a great story of somebody getting revenge for being fired for doing the right thing. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I returned my neighbor's new laptop to the shipping office. My neighbor and I aren't friends, but we wave when passing in vehicles or walking. About a year ago, my wife had ordered something for one of our kids and it was delivered to the wrong house. Our house numbers and mailboxes are very similar and easy to confuse. Picture 668 and 688. After a couple days, I called and they sent me the photo taken of the box on my neighbor's porch. So I walked over to retrieve it and was told, I brought it back to the shipping hub. I was heading in that direction anyway. When I asked why he didn't either text me or just walk next door, he didn't have an answer. Okay, very frustrating. It took five more days for our item to arrive. Well, on Friday afternoon, I'm work from home and I see a box is delivered to my porch. I go out to get it, see it's his package. On the small return portion of the ship label it says Lenovo One Day Rush and the shipping sticker says like $31.39. My neighbor assumably ordered a laptop by the weight of it and rushed it over. I picked it up and went straight to the shipping center. After all my errands were done so I was walking in at 4.50. Don't want to risk they would try to re-deliver it before the end of day. Yesterday he comes over with the photo of the box on my front deck to ask if I have his box and that it's important. And I respond, I brought it back to be re-delivered. He looks almost enraged and says, why? I said, that's the exact same question I asked you when you did it previously. Just thought that this was what you wanted going forward. He was walking down my driveway, shaking his head extra dramatically, but what's good for one should be good for all, no? I'm just glad that they didn't continue trying to rip into OP when they knew that they had been beaten at their own game. It's so much more effort to take it back to the shipping center too that you feel like it has to have been done intentionally. I mean, even if you don't even like your neighbor, it's just so easy to go over and drop it by their front door regardless. Shoot, if you're at odds with your neighbor, maybe it would mend things a little bit. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I made sure he didn't get his dream girl. My now ex I had living with me had laid down and become a total bum for the last two months he was here. In addition to him becoming a bum, he was also mentally abusive and I found out he was cheating or trying to cheat, hitting up a bunch of exes to try to get back with them. They were all currently in relationships and rejected him. When he was working and pretending to be a faithful equal partner, I had added him to my phone plan. Part of the deal was us all getting new phones as his was shattered and not having to pay a monthly fee for the phone over 36 months. I kicked him out due to cheating and agreed to keep him on the phone plan as long as he cash at me the monthly bill for his part. Of course, this ended up not happening. In fact, he took the phone and sold it at a kiosk for pocket money. His excuse was that since I kicked him out, he was on the road and his car broke down, he needed the money for car parts. Instead of returning the phone, he left me having to pay hundreds for it. Even though I kicked him out for legit reasons, I was furious. I ended up being cordial with him when he agreed to start making payments for the phone he sold. In this, I found out that he was working on getting back with an ex. 
the one who got away, the one he hitchhiked a thousand miles for to go see when he was younger. Bragging that she was putting her neck on the line to get him a job in her city, a job working with individuals who need professional mental help and support, bragged that he really wanted her all along, all these years he was married, all those months he was with me, which made me cringe. He's an incredibly abusive, cheating, lying, scamming loser. In charge of helping other people? I think not. He was going to ruin this woman's life and use her like he did me, possibly ruin her life and career. I anonymously contacted her to let her know everything he did to me, and even told the story of what happened with his ex-wife, a story I didn't believe until I was going through it myself. She got an EPO on him, but he claimed he didn't do a dang thing to her. It worked. In the midst of him traveling states away to go be with her, she ended things and blocked him. He was so ticked and I understand. I wasn't about to let another woman deal with his pathetic self though, nor ruin her career because some scam artist POS weaseled his way into getting her to trust him. No regrets. A revenge that I think just about everybody can agree on. I don't know how long you keep going forward with this, but if you see people that are getting involved with a guy like this, at least for a while, until you've kind of moved on and you're focusing on your own business, I feel like you would have this tendency to want to reach out and try to protect all these people from a guy like that. Our next story is, I quit a job in the pettiest way possible. So I've worked in the service industry for a decent amount of time and in a few different cities. I landed a job in one of these new cities at a restaurant that has a few locations across the state and is moving to expand to a couple other states. When I applied, I specifically stated I would prefer to work mornings, a night or two a week would be fine if necessary, but prior to getting this job, I'd been physically assaulted when leaving work at around 1am. I didn't give the full story during the interview, but I did make it clear that I was looking for a schedule that didn't involve late nights, and the manager I interviewed with said that was completely doable. I got a call a day later saying that I'd gotten the job, I was bartending, and went through training and everything seemed fine. This place was open from 8am to 2am every day. The busiest times were for brunch every day, and then the late night bar crowd. My first schedule out of training was all closing bar shifts. I was a bit put off because of the schedule conversation during the interview, but I went with it and gave them the benefit of the doubt. Especially knowing when you're bringing in six new hires, it can be hard getting everyone's schedule straight. More time went on and I was still working mostly nights. Maybe one morning shift sprinkled in every so often. I brought it to the hiring manager's attention and he said they would try to get me more morning shifts. I went along with it for a while without seeing any change. Eventually, I brought it to the GM's attention and let him know that when I was hired, I was given the impression that I would be a daytime bartender and I'd been stuck working shifts where leaving at 3am was getting out of there quickly. He gave me a little bit of an attitude and told me that all employees were required to work any shifts assigned to them. Obviously I knew that, but that it was incredibly irritating that I was told one thing before I actually accepted the job, and now I'm working the opposite schedule. The GM was an unbearable human, incredibly sexist, thought he was always the smartest and best looking person in the room and so on. He was constantly belittling the employees in the guise of training. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fast forward to a couple of weeks after my conversation with him, I had finally been scheduled a brunch shift on a Saturday morning. This place didn't take reservations and people are lining up outside of the door at 7.30 in the morning. I was bartending with two other people behind a pretty small bar. It maybe sat 15 people but in a circle, so not a lot of room for 3 people to be back there. We open and it's incredibly busy but everything is running smoothly. A couple hours into the shift, one of the hoses from the dish machine gets loose and just starts spraying water all over that side of the bar. I of course was the one on that side and it completely drenched me before we could grab the hose and shut the dish machine off. My face and hair were soaking, but the real humiliation came from the fact that the uniform shirt I was wearing that morning was white. I immediately headed to the bathroom to dry my face, and one of the servers followed me in to make sure I was okay. You could obviously see everything through the shirt, and after I'd composed myself, I went to the GM to get a new shirt to get back to work. He told me he didn't have the time to get the keys and go through the bins to get one. I was shocked. It took me a minute but I got back behind the bar and was incredibly upset and knew that this would be my last shift. I worked for about another 30 minutes. I took orders from the bar guests and pulled as many service well tickets as I could. We were in the heat of service at that point and every spot in the restaurant was full. Every service well ticket I pulled, I crumpled up in my hand and every order I took I never rang in. After that half hour, I excused myself to the bathroom grabbed my things and left. I knew that everyone who complained about things taking too long would have their food and drinks comped. A part of me felt a little bit guilty for doing what I did, only for the guest's sake. The larger part of me felt good because that disrespectful jerk was going to have to apologize to everyone and let them know they would be taken care of. I've never been humiliated in that way at any place I've ever worked for. Looking back on it, I have no regrets. To the people that put up with managers or ownership's bullcrap, don't do it. Find a place where you're treated with respect. They do exist. The GM was fired a few months later for stealing. Rick, if you're on Reddit, I know you'll remember this story. Freak you. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody to report to that would actually take it seriously in a situation like this, but a GM, especially one where you are literally in a situation where you're being exposed and they don't care... That should be reported. If there's an actual ownership that might take responsibility, I would be leaving that company and letting them know that you would share this around about your experience with this GM everywhere. I mean, a person in a position like that who treats people like that doesn't deserve to just go unchecked, right? Our next story is filled out lending tree inquiries with my mean neighbor's number. I used to work in a mortgage call center, and I know once your phone number is entered on a site like LendingTree, 
you will get calls for weeks. A neighbor down the street is a bully. He has three large camping trailers that he parks in his backyard and driveway. You would think for someone that likes to be out in nature, he wouldn't have such an unprovoked temper. Our streets are so narrow, you basically have to drive on the person across from his lawn to get around his trucks and trailers. He has two young daughters and the look on their faces killed me as he called me a bench as I drove past his house today. This was the last straw and I paid $12 online to get his cell number. He's upset with me and holds this anger anytime I drive by because over the summer, as he was struggling to back his camping trailer in the driveway, I thought I was being friendly, I wasn't in a rush, and was going to let him back it in and then continue on. He wanted me to pass through, but again, the street is so narrow I was afraid of not being able to squeeze around. This infuriated him. When I finally saw him flailing his arms for me to drive through, he cursed me out as I drove past. So, I reversed and decided I would just wait as he backed in, and cheered him on as he did it. It took him a few times. Now, when I drive by, he'll make sure to give me the finger, wave at me weird, or like today, call me a bench. Also, any other sites I can add his number to, let me know. Well, since OP certainly knows their address, one good one I heard recently was signing them up for all kinds of like free sample things. It's one thing to get calls, it's one thing to get emails, but when you have to actually physically handle mountains of stuff, I feel like that's way more annoying than anything digital. This next story is, my boyfriend was being a total turd last night, so I scared the crap out of him. He was just being a complete turd. We argued. Well, he argued. I was so over it. I remained calm and waited for him to start falling asleep. I quietly pulled out my phone and connected to my Bluetooth soundbar and subwoofer in the living room. It turns on automatically by connecting, so I didn't have to get up. I know how loud the speaker is, so I turned it way down to a realistic volume, but keep in mind the subwoofer is also connected to it, still sounds incredibly deep and rich. Once I had the volume where I wanted it, I started by playing a knocking slash thud sound effect. I was using Spotify Premium, so no pesky advertisement risks. He didn't seem to hear the knocking, so I switched it up to demonic sounds, like growling and breathing and crap like that. It played for like 20 seconds before he perked up and was like, do you hear that? And I was acting like I was half asleep and just groaned and said, huh? He gets out of the bed and makes his way toward the living room. I quickly turned it off so he wouldn't be able to detect where the sound was coming from. He came back in and was like, bro, what the freak was that? It stopped as soon as I went in there. I acted unbothered and sleepy and he eventually got back in bed and went to sleep. Today after he went to work, he texted me that he heard knocking and that it sped up before he started hearing growls and breathing in the living room. I was like, lol, and he said, no, I'm dead the freak serious, and I sent a laughing gif. He replies, bro, I'm not lying, I really heard that crap. I finally broke and was like, LMFAO, you were being a turd, so I connected to the speaker and played demonic sounds. I've been dying thinking about the fact that he totally heard the knocking, but was paralyzed with fear. Maybe I'm evil, but the whole thing was just so funny to me and so petty. Honestly, I think it's a harmless enough prank even after the fact, although you very clearly made this guy worried either that they were imagining crazy things or that their place was haunted or something, one or the other. Our next story is, I took a manager's idea for a birthday cake because she wouldn't let me go home. I like to bake and even took a cake class. I used to work in a call center. There was a manager, Kate, that worked there and was essentially a friends with benefits with my manager, Sawyer. 
I hated her a lot. She was really annoying and thought she was better than everyone. She was snobby about her position. One year that I was there, when the new year rolled around and started, I was sick. Really sick. Puking, restroom trips, coughing, the works. I could barely stay on the phone. I went to Kate and told her, only manager there, and asked to go home. She said no, if you go home, you will lose your job, is what she said exactly and continued to mindlessly click on her computer. I had days or hours to cover it, but I was like 20 years old and obviously didn't want any chance of losing my job, so I went back to work. Very mad and sick. A couple months later, I was sitting in front of manager Sun's desk. Then Kate came to speak to Sun. She says, I'm going to make Sawyer an island-themed cake for his birthday. She then began to make jokes between her and Sun that she hopes she can do it. It'll only be box cake because she knows she can't bake and blah blah blah. I asked to see what cake she's going to bake. Extremely simple. So then it hit me. I'm going to make this exact island-themed cake and make it better than she ever could. So I did that night. I brought it into work the next day and gave it to Sawyer in front of everyone. Everyone loved the cake. Thought it was cool. Sawyer loved the cake. Kate hated it. She was butthurt and gave Kat butt face every time I talked to her for months after. I just love the idea of OP trying to be like, oh, well, I just had the same idea. I didn't overhear anything. But I'm sure it still felt great, especially with Sawyer enjoying it so much. Our next story is, my ex used to be really abusive, so once I played the long game. Okay, so first of all, looking back, I was just in a really unhealthy relationship with an abusive partner but I used to get my little revenges for slights along the way. This particular one took me weeks. He was on Ambien at the time. I'd wait for him to take it and go to bed. Then I'd get on his phone and search the weirdest terms I could think of and add... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Horn after, clown, midget, I know it's a terrible term, riding a goat, just random stuff like that. It took weeks because I wanted his search history to reflect that it wasn't a one-off. Then, casually, I looked at his phone history one night. I acted shocked. I showed it to him, asking what on earth he was into. The look on his face as he scrolled through weeks of this all after taking Ambien was priceless. He swore up and down he would never search such things. I had clicked random links to make it seem more legit. With each scroll, he grew more and more pale. I acted more and more upset. Then, because I can never hold a joke for long, I cracked up and confessed. He was so angry, but for those few moments, it was beautiful. I wasn't truly in it to hurt him. No matter how much he hurt me, I just don't work that way. Leaving was the best choice I've been made. And honestly, the best revenge I could have ever gotten, because he's still upset almost a decade later. Narcissists are interesting beings. I've never done any kind of revenge or even a joke that probably took that long to build up. I can only imagine a narcissist in that situation being shell-shocked when they find out that somebody can work against them and plan something against them for so long that such a meticulous thing can befall them. Our next story is, sold out means sold out. So this happened many, many years ago when I used to work for a very well-known hotel chain. We were coming up to a very busy event weekend and were already completely sold out for Saturday night. 
We could accommodate walk-ins Friday night, but only for one night. This was expressed to all walk-ins who came to check in that they could not stay both Friday and Saturday. One set of folks checked in Friday night and were laughing as they went to their room, already with the mindset that they were not checking out and were going to stay both nights. These rooms were booked a year in advance for this event and prepaid. We were certainly not going to try to send someone who prepaid away because of these jerks. The next morning they left to go out for the day and left all their stuff in their room. They were reminded that checkout was noon. Again, they laughed and said they weren't leaving. We had housekeeping pack up all their stuff and bring it down to the front desk area and waited for their return. Imagine their surprise when they wasted the whole day and came back to find out that we'd already re-keyed the room and other people were already in it. We gave them their stuff and they were in shock. They thought that their little trick was going to get them to stay during this event. Nope. The entire city was sold out, so good luck with that. They took corporate's number so they could complain. It still makes me laugh, and that was over 30 years ago. Yeah, I don't think a hotel is going to play ball with you just keeping your stuff in the room and acting like you can just stay as long as you want. Even if you're willing and capable to pay, if they book that room, they're going to get you out of there, either via the maid or by handcuffs. Our next story is a small win towards my micromanaging boss. So I work full-time from home over a computer. Most conversations occur via email and I pride myself in being polite and professional in my emails to clients, although I've never really had formal training with this sort of etiquette. Although it's not very hard as long as you can spell, use grammar and punctuation, and maybe worked a customer service job or two before. Now, unfortunately, my boss, by her request, has to be CC'd on every single one of my emails between myself and clients. So she sees every word that I say, and she will nitpick my phrasing a lot. You should have worded it like this. Cue her wording something in the exact same way I said it, except for adding a word or two or an extra punctuation. So we had a phone call this morning about something else entirely, and out of the blue she goes, And stop saying certainly in your emails. It sounds like the three stooges when they say certainly. I said, well, it sounds professional. She argued, no, it does not. I argued that our clients are international, we're in the US, and probably don't even compare it to the Three Stooges anyway. I then held my ground and told her that I'm going to continue to say it because I like saying it and it sounds polite. Later in our phone convo, she's talking about something else and she throws the word certainly into her sentence. I stopped her mid-sentence and went, do you mean certainly in a joking way? But man oh man it felt good to throw that back in her face. If she's going to nitpick my words, I'm going to do it right back at her because she often contradicts herself anyway. That's it. That's the pettiness. There's nothing wrong with saying certainly. It may even be something you would deem maybe a little informal as far as utterly professional talk goes. But if anything, if I was talking to somebody or I sent an email and I got an email back that said certainly, I feel like that humanizes the person and also makes me feel incredibly acknowledged. This next story is, fire me for doing the right thing and giving two weeks notice? Game on. Backstory, a long time ago I was a tech in a dealer far away. One of my tech friends had recently left to go to another dealer, very common in the industry if you aren't aware, and had convinced the owner of that dealer to try to get me to come work there as well. I had already turned down two or three offers from the other dealer, and finally after a face-to-face with the owner, I had made a wage demand I knew they would not meet. As expected, he didn't meet my demands, and I simply left it at, if you're willing to pay me so-and-so, I'll come work for you. 
and we parted ways with a stipulation that he wouldn't call me again unless he was willing to meet my asking pay. Meanwhile, I was due to go to manufacturer-provided technical training. While training is technically free, there is a cost to the dealer since the tech has to still be paid, even though I wasn't working, as well as transportation and lodging and meals. Before I left, my boss asked me what was going on with the other dealer since he wasn't going to send me to training if I was leaving. I had not left it a secret that I was being courted by another dealer. I told him the full story, including my asking wage, to which we both agreed they would never pay. I flat out told my boss that if they made that offer, I would give him the opportunity to match it, but if he didn't, I would leave. Let's just say it would have been a significant raise to above the going market wage. He agreed and I went off to training. While at training, the owner of the other dealer called. He offered me more money than I asked for. I finished the training, recirculating ball steering systems which are pretty much extinct now by the way, and went home Friday afternoon. Monday morning, I walked into my boss's office. As we agreed, I told him about the offer and gave him the opportunity to meet it or even come close. Instead, he freaked out, started screaming like a petulant child, and fired me. Now, before I'd left for training, I'd taken apart a cylinder head from a double overhead cam engine, which were still fairly new, to this manufacturer at least, and had neatly arranged all the parts atop my toolbox. Now I just got fired. I had to get my toolbox out of the shop, and it was covered in neatly arranged engine parts. I drug over the nearest trash can and raked all that crap into it. The poor sucker that ended up with that job called me several times. Hey man, where is XXX part? If it ain't in the trash can, I can't help you bro. Apparently before my boss realized what I'd done, the cleaning crew had emptied all the trash cans into the dumpster. Edit, I didn't expect this level of response, let me clarify. I was happy where I was making X. A dealer I really didn't want to work for was trying to hire me, and I wasn't really interested so I told them I wanted X plus 10. Don't get hung up on the number, this is just an example. My boss was aware of the potential offer. That dealer offered me X plus 15 instead. This was money I really couldn't afford to turn down at that point. When given the chance to give me a raise enough to make it worth my while to stay, my boss freaked out and fired me. I was ticked and not thinking about the customer or their engine at that point. I had to clean off and move my toolbox. The trash can was the closest thing I saw. The trash got emptied overnight, so that car and its torn apart engine was ignored for at least a day. Obviously, none of the other techs wanted to take over that job. As far as the customer or the other tech, the customer had to drive the loaner car for a while longer. Their car was a bottom-of-the-barrel budget POS, so they were likely driving something nicer than what they were making a payment on, and fuel was dirt cheap back then. If I remember correctly, I didn't get paid for that job at all, so the other tech got paid the full flat rate for the job. I'm sure he didn't look too hard for the missing parts and just ordered new replacements at the dealer's expense, as they were discovered to be missing. It's one of those situations where you might not notice something missing until you get to the point in reassembly where you need it and can't find it. I'm assuming OP got a lot of comments kind of ripping them apart for screwing over the customer and their engine like that, but I feel like we've all been in a situation where we got frustrated with something or somebody enough to the point where maybe you don't do a rash thing but it's really coming across your mind. Certainly though, OP should have reeled it in and focused on, it's the customer's car. This next story is my little work story. About 14 years ago, I worked for a company that claimed to help families, but when it came to employees putting in notice, they had security walk you out like a criminal in front of everyone. I knew I was no different, so before I put in my notice, 
I cleaned my desk out. The security guard came for me and apologized to me but walked me out. My horrible boss laughed. I smiled the whole way knowing I was the only person who could get into and work this one system. After a few weeks, my old boss realized that the assessments were not done as I was the only one who completed them. My old boss had to call me, apologize, and pay me a consultant fee to teach the system to them. It felt great. My one coworker knew and was laughing at my petty revenge. My one question is, if they call you up and apologize and ask for a consultant fee or whatnot, how much more expensive would you upcharge that? I mean, I definitely wouldn't be coming in for my old wage. You'd have to really make it worth my while. Teach you to really regret kicking somebody out the door like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.